Big questions, even bigger guests. This is the big interview. Good morning to everyone. My name is Thomas Kwenaide, and uh, I would be chatting to the general, um, Deko Mudise. There's a whole lot of things that I need to find out from a man who was one of the most influential, if not um, best midfielders ever to play in South Africa. He played as a midfielder and as a striker. You probably know that I'm talking about solo fellow, Deko Mudise. General, good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? Very, very well. And how are you? I'm good, I'm good, thanks. Great stuff. There's a lot of things I need to know about you, what you're doing right now, the state of South African football currently. But first Mm. off, uh, tell me, how does it feel waking up knowing that you don't have to go to the gym? (laughs) Um, I think right now I've got used to it, but at first when I I retired, it felt uh, like a relief in the first few weeks because now I could sleep over a little bit. But after that, I think it started feeling weird because of now I'm so used to doing this for so many years, going to train right. every day in the morning. So I didn't know what to do now. I started exercising. So I went back to exercising every day in the morning because it's within my system. And that's something that I'm still doing even today. So just going back to that routine that my body's used to. But it was very, very, it was nice in the beginning because I thought, you know what? I need this break, but you know, because of the body's so used to it after so many years, it's something that I'm doing every day. And then how has been the transition like? I mean, from being a player, then from then to being retired. How is that transition? Look, Brati, I think um, the, the transition was difficult because for me, I retired uh, in the beginning of the season that I was going to retire. So going to training and playing those games, knowing that this is the season that I'm retiring, it was very difficult to grasp because nobody knew at the time that I'm retiring. And uh, and I had to make peace with it. So I, I wanted to enjoy it for the last time in this very competitive stage. And, and, and uh, I found, you know, um, clarity and sanity while trying to do that. And then once I started enjoying it, and then that transition for me started when I was still playing. So I knew exactly that when once I'm retiring, I'm going to feel good. I'm going to feel better about it. And uh, the day that I retired, you know, I never stopped working a week later ever since. So the transition, so I never had time to take a break in between to really like, okay, let me figure out what is it that I want to do. So fortunately for me, you know, there were other stuff that was just waiting for me. So once I retired, I started working. So ever since I've been working, but the transition wasn't as easy as 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 other people probably maybe would think or other people would probably see it just for me the fortunate part was i retired uh, a season before physically retiring now i before i go to what you're doing now is um let me put it this way you have played for some of the biggest clubs in the country you have played in the africa cup of nations you've played in the biggest tournament of them all the fifa world cup yeah when you look back general do you have any regrets? Uh, Brad Thomas, no. Um, I'm, I'm very grateful of all the opportunities that I got and, and all the stages that I, I played in, especially when for me it happened in a very short space of time. 
I didn't have I didn't have time to actually uh, um, um, enjoy them or or maybe reminisce about them. I had to play in every tournament that I was given an opportunity for. So for me, I was very very grateful because it's something that I never thought would happen as a young kid. And coming into the PSL at the age that I did, those opportunities I had to make use of them, and, I, and I'll forever be grateful. If there's 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 probably maybe few regrets in my career, but the opportunities given to me, none of them was a regret. Now tell me, you have been appointed as one of the ambassadors at Mamelodi Sundowns. Yeah. What does the role entail and what do you do on any given day when you wake up? Um, Yes, it was announced as an um, ambassador for Mamelodi Sundowns last week. And honestly, I, I signed, I went back to the team last year. Uh, the unfortunate part was, as as I was about to be announced as an ambassador, um, uh, I think Ande Lengonga passed away. And yeah, we had, we yeah, had to delay the procedures. Yes, may soul rest in peace. And once everything was sorted, as we we're about to announce again, uh, Madisha also passed away. True. So, so, and then we decided that we, we, we'll actually uh, probably maybe look at January where we can actually probably maybe announce and then uh, President Mutsipe now became a president of CAF. So now yes. we, we, so there's always been a delay in terms of announcing my, my uh, affiliation with the team. Mm. And, um, um, but I'm happy to be back. I'm, 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 um, I'm very grateful for the opportunity that the club has given me. As an ambassador in South African football's uh, term, it's something that is, it hasn't been clear for so many years because it's something that is new and most of the teams don't know actually what to do with that role. So for me, so for me also as an ambassador within the club itself, it's it's just more than uh, dealing with um, the sponsors and activations and, and, and speaking on behalf of the team in certain spaces. For me also, it, it entails to, to, to be engaging with the fans, to, to, to make sure that the fans know exactly what is it, just to, to, to close that gap between the club and the fans, you mm-hmm. know, that, that breach, to make sure that we still have the same conversations. And, 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 and also to engage our sponsors using the fans as our driving force, because at the end of the day, the fans are still as important as the footballers as well. And, um, and the other role also that I have within the Sunland structure is, is, is a, a series that we've developed that we're going to tell Sundown stories um, uh, with docu-series. So mm-hmm. we'll be looking at all the stories that needs to be told uh, from a Sundown's perspective and make sure that we get those type of stories to the fans and to build from there because I think there's a lot of stuff that needs to be told about Sundowns when yeah. When no people actually don't know much about Sundowns, all they know it's the dominance on the pitch. They don't know much what's going on behind the scenes, the kind of work that needs to be put in, and and those are the type of stories that we want to sell. It's just that we want to we want we want to get away from uh, that narrative story of Sundowns are buying success. We just want to get to the point where we actually show people that even if you do buy quality players, they still need to fit into the system that 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 has been working. You need to you need to you need to take a 20 year, 28 year old that is a good footballer. To, to to make him unlearn all those bad habits that he's been doing past these years to yeah. be able to to fit in within the sun structure. So it's not an easy process, but those are the type of things that we need to tell. And for me, I'm very excited to, uh, to be part of this project. You are also a TV analyst for, for Supersport. How yeah. do you get it to, you know, to mix all these responsibilities around and taking it into account, of course, that you also have a social life? 
Yeah, I, I, see, I, I honestly, all I ever knew in my life was to was to play football, and mm-hmm. and that football kept me busy. And I, I'm so used to a hectic schedule. When I'm not, I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, so all this hectic schedule makes me alive. It gave me a sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. And with 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 SuperSport being an analyst, um, and also transition to a commentary as well. So it's it's, it's those type of responsibilities that comes. In, in that space and and I'm enjoying myself I'm still part of football I'm still part of the game and and and, and I enjoy also being in commentary booth where I'm at the stadium so I'm part of mm-hmm. the game itself so I enjoy myself in 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 in, in, in football and um, with all the responsibilities that comes you know from like I said earlier I, I enjoy being busy I enjoy my work even though I try to find balance in my social life as a as a married uh, a person and and as a family person, we're trying to find balance still. But I think my my workload is better now than it was when I was still playing football. So I think the family still understands that for me to to keep my sanity, I still need to keep busy. I find that a refreshing diversion because most of your peers, when they retire, they go into coaching. Why why did you think differently, or you you you've never considered yourself somebody who could be coaching? Is it is it so much of a problem being a coach or it's just not in solo fellows blood to be a coach um I, I don't think the bug has bit me yet of becoming a coach and also um, i did have um i had opportunities to be uh, to to be an assistant coach um when once i re- I, I announced my retirement but but, but what what was scary for me was the transition of being a player to becoming a coach it's 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 not an I've seen coaches struggling with that uh, five years down the line when they're still coaching, because now when you just retired and becoming a coach, and especially played at the level that I played in, I don't want to be coaching a player using me as a reference. I could I could do this better. I could do so that it's a transition that I'm trying to run away from. Once that transition is passed and I'm 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 good in my space and I feel like uh, this is also the other way that I can contribute in South African football. I will never run away from coaching, but it's not a bug that has bitten me yet and it's not a road that I wanted to take. Yes, other people wanted to coach. I still want to contribute positively into the game, but I'm still trying to figure out how without being a coach. Because also, to be honest with you, Brett, uh, uh, Brett Thomas, I'm, I'm also scared of, of becoming a coach and not being successful and 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 with that people forget what i've done in south african football or all the things that i've won in south african football you only remember me as a coach that was fired by chipper united all the coach that yeah. was fired so for me i still need to figure out um how to navigate through all those emotions and the opportunities been given to me but i'm still young and I think if I really do want to consider coaching, it's something that I'll think about probably maybe in a couple of years. Talking about South African football in general, um, I'll make reference about you in particular. I mean, you were only discovered um, at 26 years old when you literally started playing for Bafana Bafana. Mm. Why is it that you slipped through the gap and you were not discovered when you were 15, 16 years old to play for the national under 17 or under 20 or the Olympic under 23. Why Why is it that we only discovered you at 26 years old? Uh, but I think this is a story that I've never told people. When I was 16 or 17, 15, 
at Orlando mm-hmm. Stadium, the the older Orlando Stadium, I think there were trials there for the national team, for yeah. the under 19 or the under 20s. There were trials for the under 20s at the time. The coach was Augusto Palacios. Yeah, we we um, um, at the trials I was doing very very well, but the problem was I couldn't go through because I didn't have uh, a proper registration uh, identity right. registration, you know, and and also I didn't I didn't belong to any type of uh, development structure or um, association, so mm-hmm. I was just playing amateur football. So for so so I got cut because of that at seventeen. So and for me now. That was an opportunity for me to be seen or opportunity for me to be coached at that time. Right. Um, and then when I went to Petersburg as well, when Styles Puma went to coach the under 20 yeah. nation, uh, national team as well, he was, um, um, he, we had a conversation together, but I, I was never given an opportunity to play for the under 20s. Mm-hmm. So for me, I felt like there's so many years uh, as a junior that I could have been better, that could have been coached could have been exposed maybe could have been exposed in the PS a little bit earlier mm-hmm. but but Brati with with that you know I think the the NFD which is led Africa now gave me so much opportunity to grow yeah uh, to understand the game to be coached because also coming into the PSL I was rushed at 18 I was playing for real stars already yeah I thought I was the most talented player in the real stars but I was never given an opportunity because I was playing against amongst Tapelo Liao Frank Makua these are guys that are regular starter regular yeah. season players yeah so that 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 opportunity being given at Glade Africa in the NFD gave me an opportunity to to polish what I needed to polish and I just that unfortunately I overstayed because of the loyalty that I had with uh, with uh, with City Peters. But I'll never tra- uh, I'll never trade that experience for anything because when I came into the PSL I was ready and 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 if you look at the, all the games that I played within the short space of time it's remarkable from a player that comes from Glade Africa. Talking about the PSL, looking at the state of affairs in our in our game, of course, look, um, I'm very proud to be part of the South African game and all that. And uh, I'm, I'm also aware that we have a league that is considered the best um, mm. um, in the continent. In the continent, absolutely. Mm. So what is your take about the general state of affairs about South African football? Look, look, Thomas. I think on the pitch, we we can still regard ourselves as as one of the best in the continent uh, to a certain degree. But now, with all this, um, the last two years, especially once the pandemic hit, mm-hmm. we've 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 seen now a lot of gray areas where teams are getting sold, the teams are getting this. There's a lot of action, especially with teams, uh, new name players go moving away. There's a lot of gray areas. And at first, the teams, in, in, at first football in the country, the players were the assets. Nowadays, it doesn't look like the players are the assets. Yeah. So now you're getting, you're getting, you're getting non-footballing people getting involved in the football. And then when things are not going well, they sell the team. So the people that are struggling, the people that are also facing all these challenges are players. So I, I just hope that those situations, I understand the pandemic, what it did mm-hmm. in business, but I just hope that once everything settles down, that will be sorted out and become, and we go back to becoming one of the uh, uh, the first four leagues within um, the continent. And also what is great as well, we're seeing there's a lot of growth within on the pitch. We're seeing a lot of teams now uh, getting experience in continental football. Nobody would have had this conversation of Amazulu playing cap. Nobody. True. You know, now we're seeing that and, and 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 if we can get more teams getting exposure 
on that level and then i think the competition within the psl itself it'll grow because the experience you get in playing in africa is totally different from what you get in the psl and i think if you look at your novels that are playing for kids last season you look mm-hmm. at blom you know the experience that they got once whenever they came back and play locally you could see the growth within the boys and those yeah. are the experience that you cannot buy and for me there's there's a lot of there's a lot of growth within the uh, the club itself there's a lot of growth within the competition itself but i strongly believe that it's high time that Uh, this season you know a few teams need to step up at least you know give sundowns or you know some 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 little bit of a challenge because yeah because you, you want the standard of football to always grow i'm a sundowns person i'm a sundowns employee i'm a sundowns fan but i also want sundowns to be challenged because i also want to see every season i want to see what sundowns how sundowns will react to when the challenge is tough i want to see how solid uh, there's a lot of stuff because I'm, i'm a football fan at the end of the day so but yeah. i just hope that you know with with the dominance of nominee sundowns that have been having somebody will raise their hands and 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 give it a little push as well talking about that sundowns dominance i mean we've seen already in six premier league matches they haven't mm. considered the goal and they are topping the log and uh, they they've already qualified for the finals of the MTN8 exactly yeah. what is it do you think that they are doing right and the other teams still need to catch up to what sundowns have been able to get right um brati what sundowns are doing right is just the progression of what sundowns has been Yes, they do add on the the new players to come in within the team, but there's a lot of work that's been done behind closed doors, uh, where the players need to understand the philosophy, uh, the type of ways that we play, you know, the type of movements that we need, and 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 with that, because of there's a, there's a strong sense of foundation that is there, there's a strong sense of identity that it, that it's there. I think that's one thing that Mamelodi Sundowns are going to take away. No matter what happens, they still want to play with that identity of Mamelodi Sundowns. Yeah, yeah. And with other teams is with other teams when things are not going right, they they resort to to desperation and playing differently. Now let's let's try this one. Let's try this one out. But also I, I cannot blame them because Mamelodi Sundowns. They can they 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 do this because they they believe in the system because it has brought them results for so many years. So it it won't make sense for them to change when things are going tough. But also sometimes they do find it challenging because other players they come in and the fluidity is not as as fluid as it was before. So they still need time to adjust. So so it's not as easy. And and for other teams, I think what they what they need to do it's 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 identifying and having. Um, probably maybe a proper structure as to how they want to play because there's a lot of teams that have good quality players but at times you find you fail to figure out what is what is it that they're trying to play how are they trying to play are they using the right players at the right positions because mm-hmm. i see a lot of teams that are trying to use a false nine why you there need to be a reason why you're using the false nine you can't be using a false nine because you've got four or five strikers on the bench mm. it, it needs to make sense and other teams are still trying to figure themselves out Trust me, Brati. Even when I was at Sundowns, there were moments also we were trying to look, uh, trying to find ourselves. So if once other teams get to that point where they know who they are and what they stand for, they will find players and they will find a coach that will make things gel. So I think there is there's a lot of maybe two three years gap between the clubs, but but I think Sundowns are um, are there to 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 dominate because of the this is what they've been doing for so many years. Talking about identity and the quality within our game here in South Africa, Tiko, would you agree with me that uh, our clubs still need to do a little bit more to identify uh, personalities, characters who in the past 
would raise their hands and stand up and kind of take the game through the scruff of his neck and kind of dominate. We, we, we don't seem to have too many of those kind of personalities in today's game. Yeah, Brady, and, and, it's, and it's a conversation that I have in the studio that, yo, we we used to you know when 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 there's a game a certain game we we knew that we need to look at when the chiefs and pirates when jabu was playing we know that jabu on the other yeah. side Steve Lukule, we knew that those are the type of game, uh, players that will actually take the game on their own hands lately now you struggle to figure out uh, what's going to happen I, I don't think that the the the, the character is the same as as it was before to be honest with you and um Right now, you 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 find players that are they, they don't they don't have the competitive edge. They they all they want to do this. They are very talented. They want to play the game, but they don't have the competitive edge of trying to be the best in the country or trying to be, you know, outplay the other player that is playing on the other side. When I was playing for 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 Orlando Pirates or for Mamelodi Sundowns, I always trying to when they play Cheese or Pirates, those are my direct competitors. I want to play better than them. <laughs> And, and I want to be best. I want to be the best because I want to be considered as the best. So I need to compete with your Shabalala, your Yeah, Yeah, Tsurinyan. Those are my competitors. And, I, and I, wasn't, I wasn't shying away from it. And I told them that I want to be the best. So whenever I play you guys, if if I had two bad games, trust me, on that day, I'll be on, on my A game. And it wasn't because of arrogance, but because of trying to be the best that I could. And that pushes also Letulianyana to play better, it pushes me to play better, it pushes Shaba to play better. And I think we don't have many of those two today because the character is not the same. Talking about Yeye, Letulianyana, Shaba, and, and all other top personalities during their playing days, how did you feel when Dr. Kumalo came to you and chatted to you and say, um, General, I think if you do one, two, three, you could actually become even a better player than you are right now? Uh, just uh being in the presence of dr kumar itself uh for me it was remarkable and and at, at the first i was very shy because i didn't want to talk to doctor and i didn't know that doctor knows me in that way <laughs> but because yeah because i've got i've got that respect you know i grew up knowing who doctor was so the respect will forever be there yeah but when he started telling me about the game itself and at the time Brother thomas he never he wasn't speaking to me in private he said that while we were around people he uh -huh. used he used my name as a reference wow. and for for me you know it, it it was amazing to hear and 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 i took that and i was still playing at the time he said we need to have more players like Tico that are taking the game further, that are changing the game. And I was like, wow, this is my hero, my idol. And he uses me as a reference. <laughs> and for me, I, I felt like if I can feel this way, whenever I do have an opportunity, once I'm done playing the game, whenever I can contribute and have a conversation with the players to grow their game, I'll do that because I know what doctor with those words he has done for me. Let's quickly focus to uh, the national team, Bafana Bafana. They um, they have very two tough upcoming game against Ethiopia, home and away. Yeah. How do you see these two games panning out? Um, I think, Briti, we, we 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 always struggle to beat Ethiopia. Um, I I think we I don't think. We can uh, we're gonna go to Ethiopia and 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 come back with with maximum points, but I think a, a draw will suit us, will give us an edge, and then coming mm -hmm. back home and try to go all out at home because I think the boys that are are playing now in the national team they they enjoy playing more at home, and I think uh, if I'm not mistaken that game will probably have a few fans or so. 
to yeah. go and watch. So I think that's that's what we need in South Africa um, um, to play, uh, to have your 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 young boys your um, being given that opportunity and also mm-hmm. to to have fans around. And I think that's the game. Those are two games that I think we can easily get four points from it. But it's possible to get six points. But it's just that with the history, we always struggle to beat Ethiopia. And and in the game against Zimbabwe away and Ghana at home. What is it that you noticed, perhaps, that you think we did right in these two games? I think, I, I think against Zimbabwe, we, our backs were against the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, we we managed to stay disciplined, stay disciplined, and and make sure that uh, we do what we can uh, with all the conditions that we are under. But against Ghana, I strongly believe that uh, we we could have played better than we, what we did. Mm-hmm. We could have kept the ball better. Um, but also we 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 have players that have you know that attitude or uh, they always want to push they always want to go forward and try to get goals with the, all the younger boys your Songwani's uh, the boy from um, um, Barocca they they have that attitude evidence evidence Makopa evidence Makopa they always want to run they always want to give more extra so that gives us an edge but I think in the midfield we need to get more. Uh, we need to be more in control, and and that responsibility goes to your Mokwenas, your whoever that has been selected. There. Yeah, we need to take that responsibility and give us uh, uh, that strong belief that we can control the game in the midfield because we do have talented players. But with the pace, sometimes we're playing with it; it's a little bit too quick, and we understand because of national team is a different level. But I strongly believe that we've been given games, things will turn around. Now, now you 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 hinted that. There could be spectators allowed to attend the game against Ethiopia. Have we done enough to get a lot more people vaccinated? I, I don't think we've done enough, Brati. But but also you need to understand the type of personality South Africa has. And South Africa is Robert Thomas Makola You know, and uh, we very I know, forget- I know, I yeah, know. we're very forgetful and forgiving as well. So once we get the taste of seeing our own people on the TV while watching the game, but the, oh, the other few people are there. Actually, I want to be part of that next time yeah. being given an opportunity, but I can't do that without vaccination. It's just, it's 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 on a subconscious. It's going to stay there and people are going to, because I always say that if if they want to get people to, to vaccinate quickly in South Africa, they need to use sport as, as, as a tool to do that because I know that so many people get frustrated without coming to games because going into games was part of our lives. So now you need to figure out what is it that you want to do. So you end up spending money on a net set of things when football was giving you that therapeutic feeling. So use sport as, as a tool uh, as a tool. And after the Bafana game, look at how the situation is. Give the responsibility to the, to the home teams. When Sundowns are playing, for instance, are playing Golden Hours next week, give Sundowns an opportunity to say, Sundowns, we have um, uh, on your game, we're going to give you 500 people from your fans mm-hmm. that are vaccinated to come and watch the game. Now, Sundowns during the week, it takes us, your sugar mabunda, to make sure that Sundowns fans get vaccinated before coming to the stadium. Mm-hmm. So, so now you, 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 you're using these teams to play their part and those will actually help the teams to have more, because everything wants to have their fans on the stadium, but they need to find the right tool to do it. So I think after this game, let's see if how, how the numbers are going and what the reaction is like. But I think if those responsibilities are given to the, to the clubs in the PSL, I think it will do wonders. I think we will reach the numbers that the government wants very quickly. I hope the Minister of Health and the Minister of Sports, uh, Natim Tento, are, are listening to you, General, because <laughs> what you are saying is very, very crucial. And now, now let's just round it off, General. Yeah. FIFA has hinted that they are discussing with the possibility of holding 
the World Cup every second year. Mm. What's your take on that? Some people say it might dilute the the aura of the World Cup, but I, I want to hear what is your take? How do you feel about the World Cup every second year? I, I think the World Cup it's is the elite, it's the best stage for any footballer. And when and and we we've been seeing it coming in every four years and um, and it's it, it gave us something to look forward to in every four years and when when it comes too quickly like this when when there's so many big tournaments in between it, it kills the aura that you speak about that we might not get the best performances in the world cup because in between it there's the champions league there's euros yeah. there's there's all the type of tournaments so now if you pack the world cup there it's gonna it's gonna be diluted at all it will be one of those to- other tournaments and for us we need a tournament to be a big spectacle you know something that we speak about a year in advance very 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 uh very excited about and i strongly believe that they need to stick to to certain things don't need to change we need to stick to the traditions and the tradition of world cup is every four years and i think we need to stick with that for me i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't advise them to 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 take it to two years because that's when the euros plays that's when mm-hmm. the champions league mm-hmm. plays you know there's a lot of tournaments that are playing general there's so so much that i still wish to, to chat to you and uh, I hope you know that I've been able to read your book and there's so many things that I learned about you. I've got to know you better. Yeah. And I've been privileged to have watched you play from the time you were at City Pillars to Orlando Paris to Mamelodi Sundowns, Cape Town City and all that. And I consider this an honor. And thank you very, very much for availing yourself to chat to me. I really enjoyed this chat and I hope we can do this again. Ah, thank you very much, Mr. Thomas. For you, Hotman, anytime I'll avail myself. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you, sir. That's how we come to the end of my chat with the one and only general of South African football. Thank you very much and have a nice day. Big questions, even bigger guests. This is the big interview.